I want to invite you to open your Bibles or your uh, Bible apps um, to the book of Romans, chapter 12. We are in verses 9 through 21 today. Let love be genuine. Hate what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with mutual affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not lag in zeal. Be ardent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in suffering. Persevere in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints. Extend hospitality to strangers. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Do not claim to be wiser than you are. Do not repay anyone evil for evil, but take thought for what is noble in the sight of all. If it is possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave room for the wrath of God, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. No, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, Give them something to drink. For by doing this, you will heap burning coals on their heads. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Brothers and sisters in Christ, that is the finish line. Amen? Wow, if that doesn't inspire you, hearing that scripture, I, I don't know what, what could. Um, and it also makes me realize I got a long way to go, don't we all? But it is great to have that goal set out there for us, and, and that's what we rejoice in today. Let's pray together. God, we thank you for the saints and how they remind us that living this life is, is a privilege that, that we seek to finish well with you. And so as we honor them and we call their names and even miss them deeply this day, we thank you for the cheers of encouragement that they offer us from heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. So when I was growing up, we heated our home with a wood stove. Anyone else? Maybe online? Okay. So you know this experience, right, that your house is not one temperature. If you heat your home with a wood stove, there's some rooms that are really quite chilly and other rooms that are warm and cozy. As a family, we migrated to whatever room held that magnificent source of heat. That's where we watched television. That's where we played games. That's where we just laid in front of the stove. But since the bedrooms were often cold, we had electric blankets. Woohoo! right? Love electric blankets, even still to this day. 
And I have this fond memory of running to the stove before I would go to bed and standing there as long as I could to make sure, you know, I got as warm as I could without it being dangerous or igniting. Um, and then I'd run back to my bedroom and I'd dive under the covers after you have the electric blanket on for a while, you know, and that way it kind of gives the electric blanket a little assist so that you can be nice and warm and cozy when you go to sleep at night. To this day, friends, I still look forward to a trip to my parents' home, standing next to the stove for the warmth it, it provides. This was me yesterday. Uh, went up to my parents' house, and my dad had the stove going. It was, oh, so good. So when I hear the word hearth, I think about being drawn into that place that nourished me. I think about that place of warmth that had this kind of magnetic pull for our family. We always seemed to migrate to wherever the stove was issuing its warmth and its call to us. I hope that you have a memory, at least one, that reminds you of that place in your home that has that sort of special magnetic pull. And I hope that you have that memory of the people who were gathered there with you around that place. For the month of November, we're going to give our attention to stewardship. This is our tradition here at Faith. We always, each November, turn our attention uh, to, to this idea of being good stewards of what God has given us. This week, you're going to receive your stewardship letter in the mail, and it's going to have the reply card, as I shared with you on Pastor Talk. And we're doing it a little bit differently this year, Faith. It has the, the normal places on it for you to record your, your giving and what your intent is for 2021. But then there are other replies as well. I've experienced a family or personal crisis during the pandemic and need prayers and support. That could be a reply that you would give. Someone in my immediate family has suffered job loss or illness during this season. You could offer that reply. I need more information from the church to feel connected. The best way to contact me is U.S. Postal Service, email, phone call, or text so that we know the best way to connect with you, and I need to talk to a pastor. Friends, the reason that we offered different responses this year on the card is because the pandemic has really stretched the fabric of our life together as a congregation. The places, the physical spaces in which we normally were drawn together, kind of the hearth of the church, even in the sanctuary, even around the baptismal font, the prayer rail, those have not been accessible to us in the ways that they used to be. And so we really want to know much more than your giving goal in 2021. What we want to know is how do you feel connected and how can we help with that? Whatever reply you can offer us as you return your card will be appreciated, I promise. Let us know where you are, what you need and how we can best stay connected to you and your family. You'll notice that I try to look at the camera as much as I look out at the congregation because, friends, there are at least three times as many people who are joining us on our live stream today as are with us here in the sanctuary. And it's a beautiful gift that technology has given us to remain connected during this time of worship, but I know it's not the same. And so this year, I really want to know, how can we leave the light on? For you. In this season of stewardship, we are challenged every year to deepen our commitment to God and to each other. 
Scripturally, the concept of stewardship begins with an assumption. And the assumption is this, all we have and all we are belongs to God. It's not as if there's a portion of our lives that God gets. Because God gave it all for us, and so God lays claim over our entire lives. And this morning, isn't it beautiful that we got to celebrate a baptism? Because what we celebrate, friends, there is that God has laid claim, has marked Sean for the rest of his life. And just as God did that for Sean today, God has done that for all of us in our baptisms. It is a mark that cannot be erased. And then God is so gracious to us that God would locate us in a particular community as our spiritual home base, as a way of saying, not only do you belong to me, but you also belong to each other. It's one of God's greatest gifts to us. And out of gratitude for this particular blessing, then we respond with generosity. We are generous with our money, our time, our relationships, our gifts, our energy. You get the picture, right? We're generous with everything, all of who we are. The bottom line is, God has given it all for us. And then trusted us to be good stewards of the blessings that God has given us. It's a lifelong lesson in the spiritual life. Most folk don't experience the conversion to generosity to be nearly as quick as the conversion to salvation, and many don't experience that to be quick either. Right? God is working in our lives all the time, leading us to who God knows that we can be. And so it's a process, the spiritual life, and learning these lessons but the conversion to generosity sometimes takes a while. It takes a while to move from our tendencies of protecting and security-seeking and hoarding to tendencies of generosity and sacrifice and abundance. This year, Pastor Heather and I wanted to examine with you four qualities of stewardship. Sacrifice, self-awareness, benevolence, and support. Each one of these are commanded in today's text from the book of Romans. Romans commands us to sacrifice when it says, Love one another with mutual affection and outdo one another in showing honor. Roman, Romans commands us to self-awareness. Do not claim to be wiser than you are. Right? Can you almost feel the like, right? Romans commands us to benevolence. Contribute to the needs of the saints. Extend hospitality to strangers. Be kind, friends. Be generous. And Romans commands us to support. When it says, if it is possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. You know the first place we learn to be good stewards? In our homes. Around our hearth through the relationships that form the web in which we grow up. Our theme for stewardship this year is leave the light on. And we chose this theme because we have a feeling that each of us has spent a little bit more time at home than we were used to before 2020. For our families with kids and youth, and some of you are here today, God bless you. Many of you are joining us on the live stream while your kids play somewhere else. We know that you have had to bear a lot of responsibility for the faith development of your children over the last eight months. The ways that we as a church could normally come alongside you 
and help you in that journey of developing your kids and helping keep their, their focus toward Christ. We, we've not been able to do that like we used to. And so I want you to think about over the last eight months, particularly if you have kids in your household, where did that faith development happen? At the dinner table? During a bedtime routine? During a walk at the park? Or any other myriad of activities that you've shared together because you're each other's bubble and nobody else can come into your bubble, right? But what Pastor Heather and I, when we were talking about this particular sermon series said is that that's where faith development happens best anyway. It always happens best in the home. Those of you that are in that close web with your children, whether they're your grandchildren or your nieces and nephews or children that are still in your home, they're with you far more than they would be here at church anyway. And believe me, they're watching you. And they're learning those lessons around the hearth. And so we're challenging ourselves this year to live a life of faithful stewardship to return to the stewardship lessons we learned around our hearth and in our families, either of origin or of choice. On this All Saints Day, I want you to consider the names of those who have entered the hope of eternal life because so many of them raised their kids right here in this congregation. We confirmed both of Charlene Yarl's grandsons right here, right here on this chancel. We've confirmed one of Sam Childers' grandsons, and we still have one yet to go, right? Gail Ferguson was one of our charter members and served on every committee that we've ever had as a church, and we've had a lot, a lot. John Lafferty's daughter worked on staff with Pastor Heather. This today was the longest list of names that I have read since I've been one of your pastors here and so you should know that the stories of these lives are too many to count. You all stood here in the sanctuary. Many of you I know on the live stream were standing in your homes. These are people who have meant so, so much to you. I would challenge you to think about the names that were read for us today because in that list of names, you're going to see people who knew the meaning of sacrifice. And they taught it to their children and their grandchildren, even their great-grandchildren. And we today, friends, we are the beneficiaries of that. So let us honor our saints by continuing to find joy in sacrifice and leaving the light on for those who will come after us. Amen.